showtime. And that is right, ladies and gentlemen, it is showtime. This is the, welcome, everybody, to Circle the Bay Podcast. It's the host, Devious with Ivan C. And, of course, I have my other host, my familia, mi sangre here. Ladies and gentlemen, of course, I have Mr. MGC, Mr. 69 himself, has the reasons and answers, explanations, thoughts. Uh, but he loves that 69. That's what he loves. Not the 619, but 69. Ladies and gentlemen, that's right. Because he's going to give all you freaking stooges something to talk about. That is, of course, Mr. MGC ONK. I don't know what he means by that, but that's yeah. just the onk. The onk. <laughs> the onk. Unit <laughs> simple. Unit simple. All right. And of course, we do have our other host, Mi Hermano, the one who makes the money. That's why his last name is De Niro for that reason, porque es Dinero, besides being De Niro, not Robert De Niro. Yeah, you know, too many people say De Niro, like Robert De Niro. De Niro. <laughs> De Niro, that's right. Ladies and gentlemen, of course, Mike De Niro, ladies and gentlemen. What's good, everybody? That is right. So we are here today, ladies and gentlemen, here on episode 111. Let's go ahead and break down some, first of all, before we even get into Dynamite, recap everything, let's get into what's been going on in the world of professional wrestling, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I want to get into briefly, I just want to get into it because the fact is of what I saw and the look, and that is, of course, oh, well, let's see. Yes, we live, baby. Yes, we live. Right here. That's oh, right. Oh, thank you so now. much. Sock Monkey Mike, that's right. Make sure you subscribe thank to you. him. Thank you so much, Mr. Wexler. But yes, let's talk about the Grizzle Young Veterans. Uh, yeah, so they went from this to this. Uh, I thought that shit was Photoshop when I saw it online. I thought so too. <laughs> My, this is what I thought. This is what I thought. Hey, yo, what the fuck? Exactly. Uh-huh. Uh, they're, they're taking us out to prom, guys. You know, they got the flout, they got the crossagers. You got the, you. <laughs> Got the Kane 3.0, ladies and gentlemen, not 2.0, 3.0. So, Goth prom. He's taking us to prom. Come on. They got the corsage. They oh, go to the limo. You drinking the punch? <laughs> <laughs> All I got to say is. <laughs> That's what I have to say about it because no. Hell no. Rest in peace to the Crystal Young Veterans. Uh, I know people are saying, give them a chance. Open your heart should be open. But no. doesn't this gimmick doesn't work with them? This gimmick would not work. I'm like, no, you're making them the druids. Forget about it. No, I, I, I'm not. I'm not intrigued. That's why I don't watch 2.0. That's why. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right, Kofi. That's right. That is right. It's a fact. Subscribe, dirty heels. But De Niro, go ahead. <laughs> you're tough, man. You know, there was a lot of rumors that Triple H was coming back to NXT. I think this showed that those rumors are untrue because <laughs> this shit is trash, man. I didn't know what the fuck I was looking at when I saw that. They had, what's it called? I think it was James Drake or, nah, um, the other dude, the bald guy, right? Got him looking like Kane when he took the mask off with the little pupil in the eye. Like, got bro. The, the same contact lenses. Yeah, you exactly. I don't know what this is, but you know what? I know that there's a lot of people, like you said, are like, oh, give it a chance. Don't shit on it before you give it a chance. Fuck that. I'm shitting on this before I give it a chance. This is not worth me giving a chance. This is not something that I want to see, nor intrigues me to tune in. 
So it's like, fuck that. It looks like ass. This is wish.com Wyatt family, and I ain't with it. <laughs> well said. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, shit. Matt Callis. You know, it, uh, you people talking about giving it a chance, I don't think it's the in-ring thing that's the problem. This is mainly an out-of-ring gimmick. So the main thing is it just doesn't work with their, their style because what was it? The thing before was a little bit more reality based, but this is just magical fantasy. <laughs> smells like Bruce Pritchard, guys. Smells like Bruce. It Bruce... does smells like Bruce mm-hmm. Pritchard. I was gonna say that. Yeah, right. dude. Smells like brother oh, love. Bro- oh, I love. You. <laughs> smells like. What do, you, what do you think brother love smells like? Is that like oranges and Axe body spray or something? Like... Oh no, no, I don't know. Probably smells like ham or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he probably does. <laughs> Oh, shit. All right, the next topic, which this one has to be, of course, because I want to hear what you guys thought. So, of course, this is a little quick segment for all of you guys. The debate of the week, that's right. Because, as we did see the announcement of Ric Flair's last match, of course, will be teaming with his son-in-law, Albert Andrade, Versus Jeff Jarrett, who we now knew. Now, now we know that he's coming from someone from WWE, and it was Jeff Jarrett, and he's teaming up with Jay Lethal. I know everybody did see the the video package that you know Ric Flair put out, him being attacked in in the parking lot, blood all over, you know Ric Flair's blood, and of course, yeah, this is my fucking family, yeah, and this is family, yeah, my son-in-law, so. First of all, I want to get your thoughts on this, you know, Ricks for the last match main event announced. So back to you, De Niro. What are your thoughts about this main event tag match? The match itself, I think, is intriguing just because for, for a few reasons, right? You got on one side a guy who's currently signed to the WWE with Jeff Jarrett teaming up with a guy who's currently signed to AEW, which I think is pretty cool that no one's really talking about, right? But I'm going to tell you this right now, like the whole build up to this, if this is Ric Flair's last match, I would think that they would want him to go out as a babyface. But if you watch that whole like video, he comes off like a real dick. Like he he's a heel for this. You know what I mean? First, we see Jay Lethal asking for a spot on the card, and he tells Jay Lethal, even though Jay Lethal is getting him trained and ready for the match, you're a opening card match at best. Like that's a little bit of a dick move. And then also. You saw Jeff Jarrett set up the whole press conference. Jeff Jarrett's the one who, like, got them in the uh, fairgrounds. And then all of a sudden, Ric Flair's cracking jokes. Oh, I got two tickets for you and your father. And then when Jay Lethal is kicking Ric Flair's ass in the parking lot, Jeff Jarrett goes to save him and help him. And you got Ric Flair saying, fuck you, Jeff. I never liked you and your father. It's like, you're coming off like a dick. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, he seems real heelish. And then to top it all off, he can't even say Andrade's name. He has to say, oh, and my partner is my son-in-law. Like, come on, man. I'll tell you this right now. The match itself is probably going to be cool just because of Andrade, Lethal, and Jarrett. But Ric Flair's coming off as a real heel in his final matchup. And I don't know if that's the route that they were going for. I know that uh, Conrad and Jeff Jarrett's doing their podcast now with more of like kayfabe. And Conrad is like, Jeff Jarrett, you're such a dick. You're such an ass for doing this. But it's like, really? You dissed his father. You dissed him, and then when you try to help the man, he basically curses you out. Uh, I think the dick is really Ric Flair, and I think that Jeff Jarrett's coming off more like the babyface here. Yeah, 
you know what? I couldn't, you know, couldn't agree more, especially with the Twitter that Rick Flair put out about Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. Oh, you brought me into TNA and all oh, you needed my help and it wasn't for me, TNA. I'm like, calm down, old man. Relax. Exactly. Too Relax. Too Wait, too much. Many. Wait, yeah. He actually mentioned that. Oh, yeah, I'm going to have a drink. Uh, yeah, but you, but you are gonna have a drink. Make sure you have a drink. One of our cups, our exclusive circle of eight cups. Make sure you click on our link tree bios. They're selling fast. Get them now. Get them now. now. That is before right. they sell out. Before they sell out with a nice My cold michelada. See, see, Matt Callis, your thoughts on this main event for Ric Flair's last match? You know, I got. It's not Christmas. I gotta say, tis the season for retirement matches because. <laughs> The main thing is, uh, like, Muda's retiring pretty soon. He's got, like, four, three more matches in him. I'm wondering if there could be intersection. I mean, Sting, there were, it's like Ric Flair's had, like, four last matches already. I mean, I think the first one was, like, Sting and Ric Flair on the last episode of Nitro. Then we had the Shawn Michaels one. And then I don't know what happened in Impact, what that last one was. Yeah, I know we had like a hardcore match in Impact, and then you know now now we got this one, so it's like, I mean, if if you're not gonna retire yet, you know, if you're gonna Ozzy Osbourne this, you, you know what I mean, you know, Ozzy because Ozzy Osbourne's re been retiring since like 1999, you know, it's like Terry Funk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're, you're you're hanging on, so I think. If you're going to keep fake retiring, you, we should at least have Ric Flair, Great, great Muda, and Sting one more time. That'll be yeah. a triple threat. Do that. Do that triple threat. Do it in a big stadium. Do it here yeah. in SoFi Stadium here in L.A. Come on. Give me what I want. There you go. they got to give me what you want. But here's the other thing that – All three of you are still active. I mean, who knows what Flair Flair's going to do. The low blow, uh, chair, woo, the strut. Woo. I did that. I did that in middle school. I did that in seventh grade and eighth grade in the middle of class. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! I did the strut. Another way. thing that it was rumored in your window, which, yes, this is the, the debate that I wanted to have. So Ric Flair's final is is rumors of Ric Flair having a final farewell tour. Around, just to him. Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy I, I When I heard that... That's fucking bullshit. <laughs> That's the first thing that came to my head. And of course, it no, God, no, God, please, no, 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 no. That's right. So I'm going to go very briefly because I want to get this off my chest. No, stay retired. Just enjoy your last match with your son in law. You're teaming with your son in law, your family. Mark my word, Charlotte will be there in attendance. She will be there. And I'm hoping Charles Robertson will be the, the, the referee for that match. That'll be perfect, yeah. And that'll be perfect, a perfect ending chapter for his career. Stay retired, Ric Flair, please. <laughs> He's got to stay retired, damn it. It's, yeah. it's, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll say this, you know. I don't think I'm going to – I'm pretty sure he's going to do it regardless, but at least get Zach Wilde on guitar. Or <laughs> get Zach Wilde, call him up or something. And, you know, I'm pretty sure – you know, Ric Flair should have a few of his last matches in DDT. There he could oh – that way he won't, he won't get injured as much and, you know, he could keep us entertained. 
You know, he could uh, he could wrestle like the nine year the. I think she should be like fifteen or something by now. You know, <laughs> that's, like, that's like one sixteenth his age at this point, or one what not even half his age. That's like one fourth his age. <laughs> <laughs> so you want him to? Will you? Uh, are you okay with him doing the final for a war tour, or would you want him to stay retired? He could do. He could work a safe style because it like. There's a lot of different styles of wrestling, like like realistic violence stuff is one thing. Doing more like you know, because because what the great Kabuki is still doing things occasionally, here and there. But it's like it's more like team gimmicky, you know, more more of a work, more theater, you know. Right. Same thing with Orisa Hoshiki in Japan, she retired due to injury, but she's doing more of a style that's more of a work, more even cinematic. If you do a cinematic match, you don't have to, you know. It's more acting than it is wrestling, you know. But knowing Flair, though, I guarantee you, if he goes on tour with this and he has like a tour of farewell matches, he's going to want to bleed every single night. Oh, like yeah. he he just has something for bleeding. He's gonna, he's gonna install something in his forehead just to shoot the blood out. It'll be yeah, like, like one of like those Halloween masks, <laughs> like the scream mask that bleeds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, gonna have, he's gonna have a prosthetics person hook him up with that. Like, ah, oh, oh god, ah. <laughs> See, I wouldn't be mad if the tour was like. You have this final match with Jeff Jarrett and Lethal, and then you go on like tour of like you know maybe conventions and meet and greets. That's fine, like do that. But a full tour of matches, man, I was I was already skeptical about this one match. Like I, let alone a full tour about him. You yeah. know, you know, I I know the best use of him right now, Ivan. I I, I posted it in our chat. You know, we we get. I'll I'll go deep into it later, but I'll I'll say if Naito finally comes to challenge Moxley. To get back at his loss at the G1, I think the best mouth, the best possible mouthpiece for Naito is probably Flair, because of you know, because like Andrade and Naito and Rouge, you know, you got Ric Flair is basically part of Los Angeles Nobles now. You know, he's he's technically part, yeah because yeah, he was part of the Cinderella. Yeah, yeah, he's part of the family. So imagine Ric Flair giving nosotros ah. Like, Ric Flair doing, doing Naito's promo. E, Ric Flair. That would be cool. That would him, be him being the mouthpiece yeah. for Naito would be would be pretty sick. I wouldn't be mad at that. So what do you say to Nero? Yes or no? Should he do it or should he retire? He should have retired when Shawn Michaels kicked his teeth down his throat. <laughs> like he should have stayed retired. I don't know, man. Like to be honest, like Flair. There's a lot of wrestlers that I'm like, you know what? I don't care about like their personal life, like professionally. Like, I like them. Flair's like the opposite. Like, I feel like there's a lot of shit that I heard about Flair and a lot of shit. Like, I, I've met Ric Flair. He's he's a pretty, you know, he's pretty much a dick. So, like, personally, I think he should have gone away a while ago. I, I don't think that he has that nature boy lust anymore. You know what I mean? Like, he's not he's not the nature boy like he once was. So. Instead of continuing to tarnish your legacy, yeah, but the thing is, instead of continuing to target tarnish your legacy, make sure you could go out on top with a legacy that people respect. You know what I mean? And yeah. keep on coming back from retirement. This is not like Funk, because Funk retired from the NWA in like 79. Then he came back and was like the most beloved guy in ECW when he went out in 97. And then I was at like the last Terry Funk matchup in like 2012 when he uh, was in House of House of uh, Hardcore, Tommy Dreamer's promotion. And I'll tell you what, even in 2012, people still loved him. And Terry Funk was like still like, you know, Terry Funk. Where Ric Flair, it just seemed like he lost that, you know, 
that nature boy luster. So I don't know. I just feel like this is like way past his prime. It reminds me of like ECW reunion shows, you know, mm, like yes. the first one was great. You know, you got y'all hype for it. The second one's like, all right, cool. By like the 15th one, you're like, yo, ECW is dead. Leave it alone. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, you know, I think I think Flair's probably going to go down this road of kind of like what Hulk Hogan's doing. He's going to just go like – him and Hogan are pretty close, so they're going to go down that same goofy road. He's going to open up a restaurant and hire a really insane conspiracy theorist to run it. And we're going to get <laughs> – did you hear what went I down? I would not be surprised if he opened up some Bunny Ranch. He'll do that. It's He'll just, it's Rick just because money wrench. Hulk Hogan, opened up, Hulk Hogan opened up the beach house and has some crazy dude running it, and he's you know, so who knows what yeah. what like for all we know, Ric Flair is gonna run butt naked on the field at the Super Bowl. I don't know. Oh please don't. Yeah. Oh my god, no. <laughs> who knows what he's gonna do? I he's he's gonna end up in Korea next week. He'll be in he'll be in China singing singing oldies. You oh know, he'll be in he'll be in Indonesia launching a rap career. Like, oh god, you know. no, my god, no. <laughs> like, I, my guess is as good as yours. Well, don't give him any ideas. Man. Don't give him any ideas if he listens to this. <laughs> We're not speaking English, Rick. Ignore us. No way. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, during a conference media call today from Tony Khan, confirmed. That the Briscoes are now ROH. They're fully signed. So exclusive deals, which is not has been provided for the details, but now Tony Khan has confirmed that the Briscoes are now signed full time with Ring of Honor. So congratulations to the Briscoes. I'm happy that they got picked up, and I'm glad that Tony Khan made the move. And I know a lot of people are questioning because the fact is, okay, now you sign them full time exclusive deals, but the problem is, what's you obviously he they cannot be in a AEW platform due to because of what the prior you know you know situation that occurred one of the Briscoe brothers you know Twitter that came out on social media I mean it was blasted all over and then just it makes it difficult because even the network would not allow it however though it's only a ring of honor and it's still going to be under the same network so I, I'm curious about how it's going to work out so I'll take it back to you Matt Callis your thoughts on the Briscoe signing and what do you you know, what do you see the future for the Briscoes now in Ring of Honor? I think I think Tony Khan definitely holds all the power in this situation. You know, we know how he is. If I was in Tony Khan's shoes, and I was definitely a huge mark for them, I'd be pushing for my boys. I think the whole thing. I think maybe to kind of to kind of shift, maybe to to kind of reboot their image a little bit because of that incident. Who knows what could be in the future? Maybe we'll see Briscoes and the Acclaimed as like a faction. They could do something like that, you know? Briscoe's in the acclaim versus Gorillas of Destiny and Motor City Machine Guns, you know? Or or I think the matchups that I want, I know TH2 and Helico's in need. I want to see TH2 versus Briscoe's eventually or or the War Kings versus Briscoe's. I, the top of everybody, like Motor City Machine Guns, you know, acclaimed, like... It, it just adds to all the all the great dream matches that we could have, and we shouldn't let like one or two executives kind of get in the way. And I know Tony Khan won't. He's he's a nine days, nine days. You got nine days to let me <laughs> let this match up. Nine days. That's BS. Nine days. Get out of here. <laughs> De Niro, take it away, bro. I, I think that this is amazing because 
the Briscoes, I, I said it last week, Ring of Honor is the house that the Briscoes built. You know, the Briscoe brothers, they have been never the, they yeah, never they, they never left. They, they've been the guys who've carried that Ring of Honor flag for the whole time. So to have Ring of Honor without the Briscoes, it wouldn't have been Ring of Honor. So I think that this is amazing. Now, the only thing is this tells me either the executives are okay now with the Briscoes or the Ring of Honor television show is not going to be on anything that's Discovery or Warner Media. So maybe Tony Khan has worked out a deal where you have the Ring of Honor weekly television show on a separate network. So that's going to be interesting because if that's the case, then, you know, he might be getting money from multiple sources, which I think that would be dope. But also it would it would also make Ring of Honor like its own entity where I feel like if Ring of Honor was on TNT or TBS, like that's awesome because they're on a major platform, but it would also be like, oh, this is AEW's like little brother. You know what I mean? When Ring of Honor is actually the company with the 20 years of history. So I think that this probably means that they're going to be, you know, on a different network. Um, And I think that as for the show, I know Tony Khan keeps on saying that, oh, we're close, we're close. I wouldn't be surprised if we have a special announcement about the show this Saturday during Death Before Dishonor. Absolutely. I don't want to agree with you with that. I think there might be something, you know, that he's going to have a surprise for the, for the crowd, for the fans, and for us, you know, watching. You can only speculate. Uh, Ring of Honor on CBS, Ring of Honor on CW, Ring of Honor. On, on Spike TV. Spike TV. You never know. It might go to Spike TV. Shit. I mean, I think uh, I'd take that. What I'll pay attention, which I need to, because I'm not much of. I, I mean, I do love soccer, but not much like that. I mean, unless he puts it on a network where they, you know, obviously they show a lot of the, you know, the Premier League football and soccer meaning, not being sports, but I know there's other channels that they probably show wrestling as well, or he maybe he could, you know, step in with I, you know, with IWTV, Pluto TV. Uh, there's so many sources that he's able to, you know, to use and who wouldn't the networks at this moment who wouldn't want to go ahead and actually and take my money here i would invest on it i feel that if he it might go to that case maybe i think it might be it might go to that uh to that case to another different network yeah i still but then but then again i think he's going to start it off with with the youtube channel for ring of honor first before he fully actually sets up a actual you know network for the ring of honor weekly shows so i mean it all depends if he's going to have only just one weekly show or is he going to have two like how he put it for AEW. and the the beautiful thing about it is that i like the fact that he said that i'm not he's going to make it his own entity for for ring of honor and not you know hybriding AEW titles or anything of that he did mention he has ideas of you know you know re designing the titles that are currently at Ring of Honor, maybe adding a new title, but who knows? We have to wait to see what the future holds, and we'll see this Saturday. So I am looking forward to that to see. And now, but which we'll get to later on, we'll get into the predictions, but now it is time. You know what time it is. Say it, JJ. That is right. It is Dynamite. Fighter Fest Night 2 recap, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, there you have it. It occurred 24 hours ago. So we're going to go ahead and break it down. Not the segments, but we'll break down at least the matches, of course. So now let's start with the opening match. That is Brody King versus Darby Allen. And wow, I, I was going to, right away, kudos 
to Brody King. I feel he needed this match, and I'm glad. It doesn't. I keep telling you know the IWC you know, community does not hurt Darby this loss. If anything, what he's doing is helping putting a rising star, you know, up there alongside with him. And this match, they delivered great opening match for me, and I'm glad to see more of Brody King now being, you know, on the national television platform. And seeing what he's what he's capable of, he he blew he, he blew the roof off last week when he faced John Moxley, or well, two weeks ago, I believe. So yes, but this time he delivered again, and I cannot wait to see we you know what he does. But also during that segment, of course, the aftermath we did see, of course, Malachi coming out and then Sting. They missed Sting, and then we see the the Redeemer returns Miro with his sunglasses. I'm like, okay, all right, I thank you. I, I think you mean Miracle. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, but but overall, I'm happy for Brody King. I just wanted to say congrats to him. I'm glad he's getting this push, man. This guy had this guy has done a lot for this industry, especially in SoCal. And you know, being part of Santinos, being part of you know Ring of Honor as well, and New Japan Strong. Kudos to him. I'm very happy for Brody King. He's getting his, you know, what he, his push that he deserves. And even though it's not a, for a title, but He's getting his name recognized more towards the, you know, television platforms and around the world. So I'm happy for him. So I'll go to you, De Niro. Take it away with the opening match. I love this matchup. Now, I don't know, like, about you, but this made me think about last week's opener as well, where you had Big Wardlow versus Little Orange Cassidy. And you see how, like, that was a real competitive matchup when I think personally, like, no disrespect to Orange Cassidy. I'm a big fan of his. But I think that that matchup should have played somewhat like this matchup where, you know, you just had the big man totally decimate the little guy. Now, like, I know that sounds horrible, like it's a bully whatever, but it just makes sense, you know? Like, Brody King, he's a guy that looks like he would physically just squash Darby Allen, and that's exactly what happened. He was tossing him around like a rag doll, and Darby Allen was selling like a motherfucker for him and taking yes, crazy-ass bumps. Darby Allen, like, he's taking bumps on his head and shit just to make Brody King look like a monster. And this was just the perfect storm because Brody King looked like a million bucks. Darby looked like a million bucks selling all the stuff. And then to top it off with that Gonzo bomb, I love that move, man. That was a nasty, nasty finisher. You got, like, a power bomb into a a pile driver. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's a great move. Great move. Closing, like, the match out and then having that segment where you had Sting come out and then you had Malachi Black, and then eventually Miro. I think that this is awesome. I don't know if you remember, but I said on the show, I think either last week or two weeks ago, that I think that Miro might be joining Sting and Darby as a face to go against the House of Black. So I think that this is really cool because you had Miro call out Malachi Black, then you don't hear nothing about it for two weeks, and now he's back out. He's eyeing Malachi Black. You got the fighter from, you know, God, the Redeemer, versus the the evil entity of the House of Black. It just makes perfect sense. Good versus evil, light versus dark. I think it's going to be awesome. Absolutely. Hell yeah. I can't wait. I know that people are not happy about all the six-man, but it's fine. At least it's going to make the House of Black better. Besides, you know, know, Miro, Sting, and Darby, they're already stabilized. They're they're fine. Win or lose for them doesn't matter to them. It doesn't hurt their characters anyway. What What it does do is it allows other stars to build up alongside with them. So that's the beauty of it. Mr. MGC Onk. 
take it away. Got a music in Japanese. So Brody Brody King. I I love that like Mike De Niro said, I love that finisher, the Gonzo Bomb. You know, it's it's it, I think of like two of the most devastating big man finishers, the pile driver and the power bomb combined into one, you know, and, and, you know, Brody King, for those that don't know, he's, I think I've said it on a previous episode. He's like a trainer to a lot of the ring of the new ring of honor guys. You know, he's a, he's a student to them. He was friends with Hanukkah before she passed away. He's a really awesome guy overall. And I, I I'm kind it gets me kind of excited for his future. Like, you know, I, I know it's a little bit in the up ahead on the highway, but I'll, I'll be excited for a babyface turn with with Brody King eventually, because he was a, he was a babyface in Ring of Honor, you know, before he joined House of Black. No, as for Darby Allen, like I, I think I've also said this before, Darby Allen could take so much punishment. If anybody's seen the wrestlers documentary, Darby Allen took a shovel under his armpit. <laughs> Oh my god, man! Yeah. Very, oh. And, and get injury. this. And Darby Allen didn't even want an ambulance. He's just like, just drive there. I'm not paying for an ambulance, and I don't want the emergency room either. Just let me wait in line at urgent care. Like Darby's like, just holding it, collecting the blood. It's like, ah, it's just a Tuesday to me. Like, <laughs> I think some people. I, I think I always wanted to do this interview someday. I know I want Darby Allen and like Mick Foley and a Navy Seal. An Octomom and what? Uh, what Octomom? Wait a minute. Here, here's, here's what what all in one? Like you want this as like a panel? <laughs> I want it as a panel. Do you know what, what the theme the... is though? That went left. No, there's a theme. What there's the a theme. Why Octomom on TLC? <laughs> the people. These are people who've gone through more pain <sighs> than most everyday people. I think I'll add Russian special forces Spetsnaz and um. I think, well, who else? Like, I don't know, like those freaky torture people, whatever, have them there too. You just and, threw me off an octomom. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, octomom. What, really? Like, why? I want to know? know, just like. Oh, my God. And maybe, and, and oh, and then maybe like it, we'll add MMA fighters to it too. So the bare knuckle, the bare knuckle MMA fighters. I can't share them. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> There you go. He yeah, the, the ones that don't use gloves, because those all those people know pain pretty well. They know. I believe pain. Ken Shamrock has a whole like bare knuckle league now. Mm. He, well, I think. Yeah, I didn't think it, it didn't happen. I think he tried oh, to. I thought. All right. Yeah, I thought he, he, he actually he got trying to get the. Yeah. I, I know. I, I know Darby's gonna have a lot of great stories just about like you know every kind of pain. I know he's messed with thumbtacks and and broken glass. Like to to like a hardcore wrestler. It's not like bearing it for joy, but it's also not like bearing it to get a mission done. But at the same time, it's like you're suffering the pain for the sake of our entertainment. But at this, it's like, I don't know, it's it's somewhere in between, you know, it's not like the freaky, you know, I, I could say BDSM. It's not like that. And it's not like being a Navy SEAL either. It's somewhere in between. It's somewhere in between that area, you know, because the Navy SEALs, they got to, you know, do this thing. And then so I put... Darby right in the middle of that like mindset. So, you know, I can't say I'm I'm so proud of both of them, you know, in the future. And uh, I'm excited for the rematch, you know. They could they could put that aside down the line, but you know, I, I hope to see Brody in some more singles matches in the in the near near future against the other big guys. 
Brody and Miro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you this right now. Brody, like this is off topic, but Brody's fighting Jacob Fatu at House of Glory. Like, I can't wait to see how that matchup is, but I definitely want to see Brody versus other big guys to see how he matches up. Because, yeah, he could toss around the small guys, but let's see him go to war with a big guy. Oh, man. I, can he just give us Miro and Brody King? Yes. Give me Pull that. the trigger. Pull the trigger on it. And it wouldn't be a random match now. Like, you could actually do it. It's the same storyline. Yeah. It's it's the what they call it in booking. They call him a policeman, the guy you got to get through to get to the main guy. Mm-hmm. You know, henchman, policeman's like you got you have to fight the policeman to get to to Malachi. Now, I think it's going to be a more serious version than Shawn Michaels Undertaker. You know, the guy who who the God Man versus the the Devil Man. You know, good yeah. and evil. You know, they could they could fight in some like really epic like a, a battlefield or something and that'd be cool mm-hmm. like just a dirt field and I, and they'd sell it pretty well the roman yeah. coliseum mm-hmm. oh brody versus big show oh, already had yeah. thank you for tuning in king podcast oh you never know mm-hmm. probably saw that too uh brody king versus big show captain i would have seen yes captain <laughs> <laughs> i saw the post i saw the post hell yeah <laughs> Paul's off to the side, just just waiting for the moment. He's just chilling. He's chilling on on dark elevation, ready to go anytime. Yeah, that's for and like I love the big show, but with all due respect, he needs to be there. No, I'm taking anybody's TV time. Not even a Ring of Honor. I'm saying that right now, and I mean it with all respect to Paul White. Sorry, you 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 paid your dues already. Let someone else have their moment of shine. I, I mean, mean it's, Lance it's Archer, time. Lance Archer. Oh yes, definitely. All right, let's get into, of course, the Blackpool Combat Club, Moxley and Wheeler Yuta versus Best Friends. And, of course, uh, we see Moxley and Wheeler for the upset. But, I'll, I'll, you know, this match was not bad at all. I actually enjoyed it. It was very great storytelling. Um, I could tell that they really, Best Friends, did as much as possible they can to, you know, put all their arsenals, especially that, oh, my God, that power driver that uh, Moxley took, you know, oh. I think it was yeah, it was from Trent or was on was from uh, from Chuck. Yeah, uh, yeah, from Chuck Taylor. Jesus, man. But uh, which is similar also to like the Gonzo bomb because he brings him up and then yes, he hits him with the pile driver. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. I know it was just only just something to throw on, but it it should showcase Yuda. So that's a good thing, and I'm happy that it showcased Yuda. Yeah, let's see. Well, I see what you're saying. He signed a big money contract, so he needs to get his money out of him. Yeah, I mean. I if it's if you speak about the big show, then I mean Paul White, then yes, but you can use them to train your big men that are your upcoming stars. Like yeah, uh, I'm trying to see what's the name of the guy they from with Jay Lethal and uh, oh Satnam Singh, Satnam yeah. Singh, yeah. train. Yep, there yeah. you go, train Best him. Teacher, you could get exactly, sure. yeah. absolutely. But yes, this match enjoyed it. It was great. It really stand out for Wheeler for Yuta. So I cannot wait for for Saturday, man. I cannot wait. But yes. Matt Callis, take it to you. Thoughts about this match. First and foremost, I think there needs to be an official faction name for Rocky Romero and the Best Friends. Like, I think it can't be like Rocky Romero and the Best Friends or just Rapongi Rapongi Vice. Because, like, Fabulous Freebirds have, like, all three of them are called Fabulous Freebirds. So when we, we enact the Fabulous Freebirds rule, it'd be kind of cool to have a name for all three of them. Like, Orange Cassidy... He's, he he does tag matches, but like he's an all right as a really good single star. But um, well, together and, they're just chaos, right? Because they aren't they're all under 
the yeah, chaos. The chaos. Yeah. chaos I, I guess the, the big faction. That's the big faction name. Um, another, well, the 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 finisher. One of their finishers. They do the strong zero. For those that know don't know, that's uh, I think I've said it on another show. That's white. Claw, that's like white claw in Japan. It's a it's an alcoholic beverage i think you could get it at some japanese markets here in the usa if you if any of you out there want to try the strong zero the drink that that their finishers named after you know and this match also got me excited for like two things two reasons you know it shows the more aggressive side of best friends in addition to the experience so you know i could see best friends and and briscoe's putting on a barn burner in the coming weeks you know I'll be excited to see that sooner or later. And I don't I don't know if this is on subject or not. We'll get to it when we get to it. But those six-man tag titles are being defended, and it looks like they're going to come into the picture. So we don't – I don't think we're going to need six-man titles for AEW if we have those Ring of Honor ones now. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how you make Ring of Honor stand out. If you have six-man titles in AEW as well, then what makes Ring of Honor six-man title special? Yeah. Very, very, very true indeed. Take it away, Dinero. I love this matchup, and I love this matchup because it wasn't just a random tag matchup that they put together. There was actually a story, and there's history behind this because Wheeler Yuta came into the company as a member of the Best Friends. So you saw, like, that bad blood there. Like, they were really pissed that he left them to join the uh, Blackpool Combat Club, especially Trent because Trent, before he completely left, if you remember, Trent Beretta was already, you know, he was already like getting pissed at Yuta for even considering the fact of leaving and going with the Blackpool Combat Club. So you got to see some of that brought back with the, I guess, the um, the intensity that Tremperetta was bringing. But overall, this looked like a great matchup. Everybody had their time to shine. Really, Yuta looks like a million bucks, and I can't wait for this Saturday also because I think that him as the pure champion versus Daniel Garcia is going to be an amazing matchup. But definitely, you know, everyone shined and. John Moxley looked like a million bucks. The best friends look great. And Willie Yuta, your pure champion going to Saturday, looked great. So it accomplished a lot. Indeed. Indeed it did. And then speaking of accomplishment, I guess, I don't know if this is accomplished or not because I don't know where the hell this storyline going with. But we did see, of course, Christian Cage and Luchasaurus versus the Varsity Blondes. Of course, Luchasaurus doing most of the damage, taking, you know, pretty much annihilating the Varsity Blondes, unfortunately. And then, of course, Christian Cage with a pin. After that, we did see a celebration, almost like the Jungle Boy status. And, of course, we hear the music, and then Jungle Boy returns. And what shocked me was when, okay, I thought it was going to hit Luchasaurus with the chair, but I see Luchasaurus just step aside and let him go. So this was a whole plan all along. I mean, I can tell you that it it got me, and I, and I ain't going to lie. I mean, I was just, I cannot just, believe this shit. That's what I thought. <laughs> Like, what? Really? This is what we're going to do? Like, and how quickly it shifted, though. That's the one thing that I, you know, wanted to mention, like, how quickly this shit, how it shifted. I mean, I, yeah, we'll have to wait to see that if, I don't, that's, uh, yes and no. It's a double-edged sword on that. That roster is way too big for AEW to only have one show, so I think that they got to keep Rampage. Mm Mm-hmm. Indeed. But, Yes, man. I, just, I don't know where the hell they're going with the storyline. Now we have Luchasaurus back as a face. I'm like, okay. I, I am confused right now. I don't know what the hell 
where they're going with this, what direction they're going with it. I'm, I'm, I'm fearing that we're going to see again another double turn, which is Soros turns on the Jungle Boy once Jungle Boy gets his hands on Christian. That could be the case, too. I have no idea where they're going you know, with this, but I'll take it to you, Daniel. What are your thoughts of, of this uh, sec- Christian Cage, Luchasaurus, Varsity Bonds, and the return of Jungle Boy? This wasn't really like much of a match. Luchasaurus just destroyed both the Varsity Blondes and then Christian Cage picked up the win. But for the return of Jungle Boy, great to see Jungle Boy back, especially we know that there's so many injuries, so it's cool to see somebody actually come back from injury so quickly too. So great to see him, but like I just said, so quickly. So this storyline between Luchasaurus and Christian Cage, you know, it had me intrigued. And I was intrigued in a heel Luchasaurus because I thought he's been doing a great job. He's wrestling more like a big man. I like the whole dark persona. I like, you know, the whole knockoff Kane gimmick, but I like the whole dark persona for him. And I thought that this was a great thing. Um, the only thing I've been saying is he just needs to change his name because Luchasaurus sounds very babyface like. And now I see why he never changed his name because it was all a plan to begin with. I just, you know, if this was the case and this is the route that they wanted to go, I just wish it took a little bit longer than this because I feel like this is, you know, kind of like Judgment Day dropping edge. Like it was a little too quickly, you know, done. I, I feel like th- there was more mileage in Christian Cage and the Hill Luchasaurus before they had to like, you know, have the turn or have it be revealed that Luchasaurus was actually with Jungle Boy the whole time. I think that this was a little rushed, but... I don't know. Let's see where it goes from here. It, it could be a possibility where Luchasaurus does turn on Jungle Boy also because, you know, he didn't, like, shake his hand or anything. He didn't hug him that he was back. He just stepped to the side. So we'll see. But all I know is it was a little confusing because I just feel like everything was so rushed. It's only been, Indeed. like, what, two or three weeks since he was a heel? Yeah, I don't know. I see that two weeks. Two weeks, actually. Yeah. 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 It doesn't make any sense to me. I was just like, what? Matt Callis. You know, as as much as everybody's loving, you know, bi- you know the baby face in the situation, Jungle Boy, he's not quite my cup of tea. You know, I I was never really a dinosaur person as a kid growing up. The first time, <laughs> the first time I saw Luchasaurus at a uh, Double or Nothing, I thought he was really cool. Like I, I thought he would have been cool on his own as a baby face on his own. Mm-hmm. You know, so Jurassic Express, like you know. I thought I, I kind of would have liked each of them on their own. I would have liked each of them on their own better, but um, overall, you know, I'm I'm not really that deeply invested in the storyline, like mentally. You know, I just I know eventually. I just hope they don't drag it out too much, and that Christian they'll probably get their comeuppance on Christian, and then maybe Christian's got to take a break to, you know, for the wife and kids, or to try something different, you know. Christian Christian might try a new gimmick or something or be back on the solo grind, you know, one or one or one of the two. You know, he might do something different and he could do something in Ring of Honor as a as a heel there. So who knows? My only question now is what does this mean for Luchasaurus going forward? Because you know the feud is gonna be Jungle Boy and Christian. Mm. So unless Christian gets a tag team partner out of nowhere, like Luchasaurus is just gonna be like a backstage guy or he's going to be like a behind the scenes guy until it just doesn't make sense i just feel like they could have had christian and his muscle going against jungle boy and jungle boy has to do like the whole classic david versus goliath to get to christian you know what i mean i don't know he's, he's gonna bring back tyson tonko man he's gonna bring tonko back i would <laughs> love that yo people hate on tonko but shit tonko's new japan days with giant but oh, no no yes, yes like, it was. Uh, even the team with aj i like the team of aj and tonko 
it's the it's the perfect opportunity to debut somebody new in this situation yeah. in that spot. You know. Yeah, yeah. I agreed. I. The question is who though. That's the one thing ooh, that. Ooh, 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 ooh. Uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr. I mean, he's Canadian, right? Yeah, that'd, that'd be interesting. Big man. He's facing, he's facing Killer Cross. That's gonna be great. The Ric Flair event. The Ric Flair event. I mean, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. And of course, we do have the FTW Championship: Ricky Starks versus Cole Carter. Two uh, Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna get heated for this. I had a long day, but in the, in the beginning of but I'm like Cole Carter. My who the fuck is that guy? I, I know. I know I'm gonna get heated for it. I, I, I just I don't. There's I like not, it, you don't have to get heat, Ivan, because even if you Google him, you won't come up with him. You'll get like some some pretty boy actor with like Leo DiCaprio '97 hair, and then like a little boy. You also get a little child boy child actor. I'm like. It's like getting like you look up Eminem, but you get Maddie B instead. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like you look up you look up Eminem and you get and you get Justin Bieber instead. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> of course, Ricky Starks winning the match, and then after that, he opened up the challenge, open challenge for the FTW title, and of course, Dan Housen responded. Yes, ah, yes, he responded. <laughs> but for next week, though, unfortunately, I want to say this very brief that I'm happy too. I'm happy that Ricky Starks is finally being on television more often. I that man, give him a mic, and he will do wonders. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know MJF. Everybody, I, we all miss MJF because he knows how to, you know, great mic work. Christian was getting there for already because he got us intrigued, but we don't know where is that going with so far. But Ricky Starks, I'm gonna say this right now. Now when you you're adding Dana Housen, guess what's gonna happen? Now we're going to see the face of Hook. Yes, he's not going to be a heel. He's going to be a face. You know Hook is going to go ahead and defend um, Danhausen unless he does a double turn and turns on Danhausen instead of, you know, Team Taz. I mean, that could be the case. So this is where I feel the storyline might go where it's, where it's headed to, and we might see it at all out. Something tells me we're going to see either a one-on-one or a tag match between Hobbs, Ricky Starks versus Hookhausen, and maybe that's why he, t- he turns on on Denhausen. Not sure, but it's heading towards that direction. Since Denhausen came out, automatically it just came to my head. Yep, here we go. Now you're gonna bring Hook into this picture. I would like a, a face Hook against Ricky Starks because I think that it would be fitting if Hook becomes FTW champion, being that that's the title his dad created, and Hook fits more of that FTW mentality. When Taz debuted the title, right, in ECW, I covered this show, like, not too long ago. When Taz debuted the title, he said that this title brings a mentality. Fuck the world. That's what this title means, right? Ricky Starks, as cool as he is, I love Ricky Starks. I'm glad he's on TV. Doesn't really fit that mentality. He's not like the rebel against the world. Hook kind of is. So I think that he would fit that a lot more. Hook has, like, the, you know, silent killer style, and he, he has the mannerisms of his father, Taz, so I think that he would fit that FTW title more. So if it's Hook versus Ricky Starks at All Out, I would love that. You know, oh, the like, world, Craig. Shit, not just the city, the world. I'll <laughs> say, there's nobody better than Hook to fit that title. Mm. No, 
because because not only did his dad make it and then you know i guess you could relate to a young rebel a little bit more like a lot of young guys will look at hook and kind of see a little bit of themselves especially like today's generation z they kind of see like a lot of gen z kind of hooked on to orange Cassidy so far as a role model i think hooks the other really big like role model for gen z amongst uh the AEW wrestlers you know they could push him to the moon with that FTW belt. To the moon. Sorry, that is a moon. When you say the moon, that uh, reminds moon. me of <laughs> to the moon. To the moon. Kevin Grant, baby, that's what it reminds me of. <laughs> but uh, and and uh, yeah, Ricky Starks. I guess he's more of the that jock, that high school bully. So maybe yeah. you could do a little bit of that jock versus high school rebel type of thing. You know, it's a little bit of that high school story. Who knows? You know what, guys? Crazy idea. You got you guys ready for a curveball? I haven't thrown. Oh, you guys? Oh, ready? I gotta create you a video for the curveball. Yeah, I got. <laughs> I gotta do it. Get like Charlie Sheen from Major Leagues. The <laughs> <laughs> wild thing. With the wand. You know, they play, they play wild thing on AEW. Right? <laughs> so it's the same one from. The movie. But uh, yeah, who's who's in the outfield? Anybody in the outfield? Got Hold you. On? Yeah. Whoa. Both of you. Oh! I know. All right. I'm even. I'm not even sure about this, you know. But but something in me, something in in that teenage heart, you know, that angst, you know, that that you know, 1995, you know, teenage drama movie. She's all that, you know, that era of teenage angst with Hook. I knew it. I knew it. I fucking knew you were gonna mention that. No, but, but here's no here's what I'm I'm getting at. If if there's like if there was like a girl in this storyline, like some that that maybe like Ricky and Hook would fight over, I think that would kind of add like another layer of I don't know what it is to you know I don't know if there was like like maybe some because what was it with Matt with Matt Hardy and Sa Rios over Lita, you know. Yeah. That was kind of like a big moment for Matt Hardy, huh? Like everybody kind of like, like everybody loved Matt Hardy at that time, right? When he defeated S.A. Rios and Lita came to kiss Matt Hardy on the ramp. Imagine if if Hook had a moment like that, like he like Hook taking a girl away from Ricky Starks, the high school bully, and everybody's like cheering for Hook, and like it's like the end of a teenage movie, you know? And then the who, credits, who would the girl be? What's up? Who would the girl be? Abaddon. <laughs> My guess is as good as yours. So we gotta, we gotta. Maybe you know. I think we just need somebody to fit that role perfectly. But it would just be at the end of that movie. It's not gonna end with the champ, the FDW title. It's gonna end with the kiss. Oh my god! <laughs> Shout out, kiss me. Shout out, Dad. To catch my IQ. That's right. Our other hosts on Tuesday nights for each Japan shows. Stay tuned every Tuesday. We want to learn about more. It's like, I, I watch I watch Smallville and One Tree Hill and the OC on Saturday <laughs> nights and and school nights. You guys remember that? Oh, that Dawson's Creek. Oh, who doesn't Dawson? remember that? <laughs> that's, that's that's there, man. Come on. <laughs> hey, that was like Jungle Boy's ooh, dad is the star of the like nineteen ninety uh, ninety eight ninety nine. I would say I don't. I'd say I, I used to watch uh, Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero with my mom. So yep. yeah, shout out Luke Perry. <laughs> yeah, shout out Luke Perry. Shout out Tori Spelling. That's right, RIP Luke Perry. But, but hey, I, I can tell you what, what girl will fit that announcer girl 
backstage, the one who interviews Hook most of the time. Oh, the, oh, the, um, isn't that DDP's already, daughter? Right? She's already is, in. Is he? Is, is she? I, I think she, that's DDP's daughter. Yeah. No way. I, I don't know. Really? Hmm. I believe that so. adds another layer. So Hook and DDP, he has to ask for DDP's blessing in backstage. DDP's DDP gonna make him like, go through DDP yoga first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh my god! It probably would. I think. Like, I bring, think it would, bring it back. Bring it back. Yeah. That would add. That would add another layer to the storyline. You know. That, right. that, would, that would be like so many different things, and everybody could relate to it and get emotionally invested. You know, we're gonna have tear, tear to my eye, tear to my eye. When that, when that kiss happens, we're just gonna be watching like, yes. <laughs> yes. The, the slow clap, the slow clap, and the flower petals. <laughs> All you're gonna think is that song, Kiss Me. That's all you're gonna go through your head and watch. <laughs> this episode features music from REM and Coldplay. <laughs> oh, no, yes. Oh, I just said everybody know, yes, this episode, of course. The is... following program is rated TV MAL. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. And partial nudity. No, no. No, 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 no. Keep your clothes on. Everybody. No, 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 no. Especially, keep it especially you in the back. All you in the back row. Keep your clothes on. <laughs> I don't know what your thoughts on this one, man. I like it. And, yeah, I definitely think that this is going to lead to Hook getting a title shot. But I like it. I, I know a lot of people say that Dan Housen is, like, not their cup of tea and people can't get behind Dan Housen. But, shit, I, I think that Dan Housen is pretty entertaining and I want to see more of him in the ring. I, I don't have him winning. I think Ricky Stark should hold this title for a while until he eventually goes against Hook. But I think that's going to be a good, nice little matchup next week. As for the matchup with Cole Carter, um, I, I I right here that you know he might we might see Cole Carter stick around in AEW. Yes, I, he has potential. I mean, I think he needs to have some work. Maybe do some matches in Dark and Dark Elevation before we see him back on Dynamite, but. Yeah, I, I think the matchup was okay. I, I definitely am happy to see Ricky Starks more on TV, though. He's been wrestling almost every week, and I think that that's needed because he's one of those guys that people sleep on. Absolutely, 100%. Uh, we've been doing this for quite some time already. So just to answer your question, a Kenningham podcast, we've been doing this for quite some time already. Of course, all of us combined, we've done, uh, yes, very, 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 very long time. Mm-hmm. But Very yes. long, very evil. <laughs> very evil, yeah. I mean, <laughs> to get that. I need to get that. But yes. And of course, we did have Jade Cargill, Kara Hogan, the baddies. Not the fatties, the baddies. Uh, <laughs> versus Athena, <laughs> Willow Nightingale. And of course, why is Jermaine Dupree showed up and accompanying Jade Cargill? I, look, I respect the guy, but why are you, what are you, oh God. Please tell me because they were in Atlanta, right? I, I please just tell me it's because of that, right? All right. Other than that, this match was solid. I enjoyed it. Glad to see Willow getting her spotlight too, and I'm glad yeah. that Tony Khan is actually going to keep her for Ring of Honor and help develop the you know the Ring of Honor Women's Division, and she's a great perfect fit for that. Athena, I, I like I said, this is taking too long with this the storyline. They need to pull the trigger. Yep. Because we need to either they need to figure out some other way to either make Jade go through both of them individually on dynamite and then book it all out a triple threat. And 
if you don't want to affect Cardio's loss, you can have pretty much the the controversy that hey, I never got pinned, so I don't have a all loss. They yeah. can go with that. But the the issue is with this is it's losing its touch little by little by little. Because it's going <laughs> We don't want that, of course. No, because I love the patty. Not yes, of course you, Jay Cargo. I know you're gonna tell me cut the shit, Ivan. But no, I'm not cutting the shit because I want you to understand this shit. So uh take it away, Dinner. What are your thoughts on this one? The matchup was solid. Um when I think of Jermaine Dupree, I think of crisscross, you know, remember jump, jump, jump. But uh yeah, but um yeah, I don't know. It, it was a little random to have uh Jermaine Dupree. I thought it was a cool spot to have Kevin Gates earlier on in the show because I, I, I fuck with Kevin Gates' music. I was never really a big fan of Jermaine Dupree's music, though. But anyway. Um, <laughs> JD. As for the matchup, though, the matchup was solid. But like you said, like, this is going way too slow. This is slower than, like, a Jake Hager promo. We, we, need, <laughs> we need to have Athena versus Jake Cargill already. Put that shit up for the title and let's, let's go. Like, I don't know why we're going to be dragging this out for another two months. It's been, like, what, since – Double or nothing since they've been starting this, and we haven't even seen much of this feud. And now we're still not even close to the blow off about two months later. It's like, when are we going to pull the trigger? Wow. Damn. He's killed him. That's all. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jermaine Dupree. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm pretty sure he's been watching this. Interview. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? No, I do not. I do not. <laughs> Matt Ellis. Every time I hear Jermaine Dupri, I just think of that Mariah Carey song he was in where they're riding on the motorcycle. You could be my sweetheart. Like, what? <laughs> That's what's playing in my mind right now. Have you ever heard the song um, Say What You Say by Eminem and Dr. Dre? He's on that. He's featured on it? No, he's not featured on it. But for some reason, Dr. Dre just said, fuck you and fuck Jermaine. For some reason, I don't know why <laughs> there was a beef between them. But every time I think of Jermaine Dupri, I think of Dr. Dre. Cursing him out for no reason. Back in those <laughs> days, man. Like he was on. A, he was on a lot of Usher and, and Mariah Carey stuff. I had those CDs. <laughs> I, I, I taped the music videos off MTV, man. Like the ten spot. <laughs> MTV. Shouts to Usher Confessions. Yeah. Great album. <laughs> Back in those days. No, but um. um overall, like they they really should pull the trigger on this one on one match and maybe. Uh, let's add a little spice to it. Let's add a stipulation or something to this match. Not too gimmicky, but just, you know, because we, we already got like a two out of three. Let's get some two out of three ladies going down, maybe. They need to have the match first before you have a gimmick for it. I don't even know when the match is going to be. I mean, like one after the other, just so we could kind of like if you're going to drag it out this far, at least kind of make it worthwhile. Bring, you know, we ordered we ordered a lot of appetizers, but you're only going to give us like this small main course. You know? Yeah. So we got to – maybe we'll get a little bit – we'll get two main courses with it, you know, and then a little dessert and then nuts and then drinks and then we got the after party and then we got the dessert lounge and we got the shakes and then we got the juice house. And what? And then we got the coconut water. What? And then we got the breakfast. What? And then we got the coconut water. And what? And then we got Denny's and brunch. What? And we got mimosas. 
<laughs> that's Let's the fucking go. And that's the bottom line because MGC said so. Glass breaking. The- oh, oh, my hell yeah. Yeah. oh my god! Oh my god! I'm gonna take a clip of that. That's like that's like. I think that was a Jermaine Dupree uh, quote too. It was like after, uh, no, after the after the party is the after party or something like that. Um, <laughs> I think that was R. Kelly ignition. Uh, there you go. Let's not go. Let's not go down that route. Please. Like, no, no. <laughs> that's, that's why demonetization right there. That is <laughs> way Oh no, 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 man. Jesus. Now it's time for the main event of the evening. For of course, it is the barbed wire everywhere death match. And ah, uh, even the microphone was barbed wire. I was surprised. I mean, just seeing uh <laughs> that was corny as fuck. <laughs> I I was surprised, you know, just looking at Justin Roberts, he's, you know, they're focused, like, really? You're not going to cut yourself? Like, what the hell? You know, just look at this. Really? <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the hell? Oh, man. Oh, my God. All I can say, this match, the barbed wire. Oh, I'm going to get heat for what I'm about to say. I was not really too fond of this entire match. I just wasn't. It was the the okay. It was fine. The beginning, of course, the pain. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. It just towards the end, it's just it's it's just it feels like it's going again and again and again. Because Jazz coming out, of course, and they you know them interfering, Sammy Guevara interfering, causing it's like a never ending story. And I'm hoping this is because at the aftermatch, we did see Eddie Kingston pushing, you know, Jericho towards that barbed wire bed, uh, which it wasn't that much barbed wire. I'm sorry. You're, you're exaggerating, Jericho. You're like, oh, no, I'm sorry. You're not. And and I'm, I'm, I can't wait to hear what the Neverland is because, you know, that's, I wish Chris was here, but unfortunately, you know, the director, you know, he's making, he's doing music, he's doing, he's doing a lot of it. That's what he's doing right now. So he'll be back next week. But it's just, I wish Eddie could have won the match. And I think it would have been different because that would have closed the chapter. The interference with Jazz got me just more like, no, it just, it, disappointing. It's because now it's, it makes it seem like it's not going to close the damn chapter with that with this feud. Never had book. Yes, it's a never fucking any book. And then. Not only that, but I would shock me. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Thank you. Close this book already. Just close it, Devin. Close this. See, burn that it book. never any ending story. They don't got to trade you the flying dragon and, you know. <laughs> yes. Just story. Please let it be an uh, ending story. Don't be like this, man. We make movies. He makes movies every fucking storyline. He makes that story last for four pay-per-view events. That's what he does, and I don't want this to be the same, same thing. The one thing I was shocked was Anna J turning in, you know, heel again, which I was like, "Oh, what's going on, Jutes? 
That's right. Make sure you subscribe to Juice Pro Wrestling Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for joining. That's right. Part of the League of Extraordinary Podcast as well as is right. But yes, I need to end this fucking story, man. Please end it. Please, Tony. Please. That's fucking bullshit. No, you're bullshit. You need to end this story already, man. You son of a bitch. Yes, because you are. But I was not really excited. I was excited to see how the, the ring would look. Not even close to what we mentioned last week. And that's why I'll save you best for last year because I want you to destroy this. But Matt Callis, give us your thoughts on this main event. All right. Like, you know, I wasn't enjoying this match in a serious way. I was, like, kind of laughing my ass off at a lot of the, the, the stuff going on, you know. I mean, first Anna Jay's heel turn was kind of, like, goofy. It's just like, ah, we got you. It was like it was almost like like they were punking. They were they were Ruby Soho got punked by Ashton Kutcher. Now it wasn't like it didn't feel like a heel turn. It feel like more like a prank turn or something like that. And then when Jazz got out of the cage, I think those guys like put butter on their heads or something. Like I think about <laughs> it made it reminded me of like an episode of Home Improvement where Jonathan Taylor Thomas got his head stuck in the stair banisters. And he's like, oh, oh. Out. let's put some butter on his head. Like, it was that kind of thing. And then just slip through. It's like, I think they got that cage from, like, like I don't know, like a movie set something. Like, some joke cage from, like, some kids event with the clowns and whatnot. See? You just turn sideways. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to feel scared, kids. Like, I, I bet you that cage probably smelled like a cotton candy machine and it's from, like, an elementary school type thing it smelled like it it probably smelled like cotton candy machine like you know and then it's like and and i knew i knew the second that both tay conti and sammy Guevara weren't in the cage they were gonna interfere you know one way or another you know so i they should yeah they should have ended it there like the heck heck are they gonna do next chris jericho and eddie kingston riding a treyu never-ending story dragon you know they're gonna (laughs) They're gonna they're gonna play dice in the parking lot. They're gonna have a dance competition. We're gonna do another musical. <laughs> you know, who knows at this point? Those are, I'll call them. I got a new name for the Jericho Appreciation Society. I got like the buttered heads, the buttered heads in the staircase society. That's what I'm calling them. <laughs> Butter heads in the staircase. That's what that reminded me of. It was like, I got my what head stuck in the Good, Clark Street. Seven. Make sure you subscribe to Clark Street. That's right. That is right. Yes, we're talking about the main event of Dynamite. It's, I'm going to have to play it for you, Devin, since you're watching. I will play you that because I'm going to have to play it. I was... Same. Same. <laughs> I mean, I was laughing, but I wasn't enjoying it. And like, I'm sure that you laughing was not the emotion that they wanted out of you. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I, was like, I bet you, like, the next blow off is going to be like Ruby Soho and and versus versus Anna Jane, some kind of like you know what, like hot, like one legged <laughs> one legged foot race. I don't know. Okay. I, I yeah, it's just the uh, Nero. Of course, yours, man. Oh, man. Let, right, him so, Let him have it. All right. So, look, Wrestling DeLorean podcast came out last night. 
I went on about like a 15, 20 minute rant on this shit. So the episode, <laughs> the episode itself was called that was no Terry Funk versus Sabu, right? I... First of all, why the fuck can't they just remove the ropes and put the goddamn barbed wire as the fucking ropes? Like, exactly. They want to book a goddamn barbed wire death match. Do this shit right. Like, fucking remove those ropes, put the barbed wire, make the shit a real barbed wire death match. You know, go, go, Dusty Abdullah, go, Funkin' Sabu. Yo, TNA had more successful barbed wire massacres than AEW's barbed wire death matches. They need to stop. Yeah. They need to stop this fucking gimmick, all right? Because last year with the whole exploding shit, that was a fucking fail. Now this year, you take out the explosions and you still fail. Like, this matchup was just fucking corny, you know? And it was over. They should have done it outside. They shouldn't have done it in general, right? If you're you're not going to do it right, don't do it. And then on top of that, you had this shit overbooked like a motherfucker. You have the Jericho Appreciation Society suspended in the air in a cage (laughs) just so they don't interfere. And these motherfuckers still interfere. It's like, (laughs) bro. What's up with that? What's the point of even booking that? There was no point in even booking that. If you're going to have them interfere, fuck the whole them escaping a cage. fucked up the keys. I think Tejanti really screwed up with the keys. Yeah. I think that wasn't even planned. She's like, I don't, what the fuck is the keys? You had that awkward moment where they had to change cameras because she asked uh, Daniel Garcia to do it for her. Like, come on. On top of that, you have Sammy Guevara come out. And it's like Sammy Guevara did not know his spots. He's tripping all over himself. He's got like two left feet. Chris Jericho is like running into him. They're supposed to bump into each other. So like Sammy Guevara's like, oh. They screwed up the finish. The whole thing was screwed up. And that's not even including the fact that Eddie Kingston lost the matchup. Now, if, you know, this company was supposed to have wins and losses that matter, right? The fact that people are going to tell me online, oh, he lost, but he actually won the war because he made Chris Jericho bleed and he got the last laugh throwing him into the barbed wire spider web. The fuck? Yo, you want to get the victory. Fuck the whole, oh, well, I made him bleed. It's a barbed wire match. Everyone's going to fucking bleed. You want to get the win. The fact that Eddie Kingston lost tells me that this feud is going to continue. Now, if blood and guts was not the way to finish this, if a barbed wire death match wasn't the end of this, then how the fuck are you going to end this shit? This matchup is going to what be at all out, and they're going to have some stupid ass gimmick. It's this shit needs to stop. This needs to end. And I love AEW. Look, look at this. Look. So for anybody who says that I don't fucking like AEW and I'm shitting on them, I love AEW. I'm telling you this right now. This shit was bad. If you can't book a goddamn barbed wire matchup, stop booking it. With the corny ass barbed wire fucking ring bell and the barbed wire fucking microphone, like this shit did not make any sense. From the moment I saw how the ring looked, I was like, I'm not gonna like this shit. I don't know, man. I think that this was just a waste of time. It was a horrible ending. And this is supposed to be Fighter Fest. This is supposed to be one of your big free shows. This is not a regular dynamite. And this shit made me feel like, you know, this could have been on dark and I would have been happy if it was like not seen. Cause. I, you know what? I, I don't want to give too much hate. Like, I, I'm just saying right now, I'm just saying right now, this was horrible. And I think that it is a mockery to barbed wire deathmatch wrestling. And I'm not even the biggest deathmatch guy, but I am an ECW guy. I fuck with ECW heavy. And I'll tell you this right now, fucking Terry Funk and Sabu are not even dead, but they're turning in their grave because of the goddamn matchup. They're, they're, oh, yeah. 
I, Onita like dug a hole and is like jumping around in it right now. Like, hey, what the hell? Nani, Nani Washita. Like, like. Oh they need to stay away from this gimmick. Like, I'm cool with going hardcore. I'm cool with all that. But this is the second time they had a barbed wire death match where it's looked at as, well, that was ass. You know what I mean? Like, Kenny Omega and John Moxley at least had a great matchup before the whole like sparkler botch. We got the 69 meat gone out of it at least hence right. my name hence my That's name moment but this it's like you didn't even have a good matchup like the spots were all pre like it was so choreographed the spots were so you know it was too obvious it was way too obvious yeah obvious and then on top of that like so much overbooking so much interference anna jay turning heel cool whatever but the whole you know jericho appreciation society eh, jericho appreciation society constantly interfering in the matchup the whole point of the shark cage was to prevent that, but we're still going to have them interfere. So what's the point of the shark cage? Like- you know, I came to a re- realization guys with the, with my thoughts on this. I think the last time something kind of like this happened, uh, AW kind of 80, this, this level of stupid happened. AW 86. It. I think this is like nightmare collective level bad. Cause with, with, uh, with Brandy and awesome Kong, they just they just got rid of it completely. Word. Just stop doing it and don't talk about it ever again. Like you don't even have <laughs> to have like a blow off at this point. Just like never mention it again. Okay. Just like, like Nightmare Collective, you know? And Word. and and also why it doesn't work is Jungle Boy, like Anna Jay and Jungle Boy are together. Jungle Boy's a baby face, Anna Jay's a heel. It's just and like Brandy was a heel, Cody was a baby face. It doesn't kind of doesn't work. They should have just put Nyla Rose, man. There you go. They should have put her in the fucking <laughs> Put her in with the shark fucking costume. There you go. Should have put her instead. Shit. That would have been Jesus. fun. I would have been fun having her guarded and just like guarding <laughs> it. That would have been fun. You know, kudos to Nyla, man. I give, I give her credit, man. She's over there, you know, goofing around. I enjoy it. I, that's I awesome. Man. <laughs> Thanks. Yes, but there you go. So, look, this dynamite was not the best. It, as much as, you know, Mike, you know, said it. We're, we're professional wrestling fans that we love everything of professional wrestling, not just one promotion. But this was not the greatest at all. And man, you let them have it. Thank you, you let. I gotta keep it real. It. <laughs> That's right. This, there's no keeping it real. Goes wrong. This went wrong <laughs> because no, because you're. They need to eighty six all these barbed wire matches that you mentioned. Get away from that. If you're not going to succeed, why try it again? Knowing that you failed twice. Do it right or don't do it. Or don't do it. Or ha- just don't. If it's not your cup of tea, obviously because you're on a national platform television, you can't really bust like a GCW, what they do, or Combat Zone Wrestling, or even how it was uh, you know, FMW, or even DDT, or even ECW. Do not try it. They even just, did it this way on pay-per-view, so the national TV is not even a freaking excuse. No they, they didn't remove the ropes and all that. I just feel it's corny. It was. It was definitely corny. And the, the whole match wasn't even needed because this shit should have ended at blood and guts. Indeed. That's how I see it. It Ish. was unnecessary. It should have. Right. So now it's time to move on to the predictions of the Ring of Honor. Death before dishonor coming to you this Saturday, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, I would have been fine with. Yes, me too. Thanks, yo, Devin. I would have loved that much better, honestly. Yeah, I, I would have enjoyed that more. Just 
you know, parking lot brawl or bust like, you know, a homage for Eddie Guerrero and John Cena, like have all the cars surrounded him. And then, you know, I wouldn't mind that. That would have been great. Yeah. Something like that, similar. See, I mean, shit, I would have I enjoyed it. Yeah. Definitely. But it's time to get into the predictions for the Ring of Honor pay-per-view coming to you guys this Saturday, July 23rd. Make sure it'll be on Bleacher Report. Make sure you be our live. Purchase it. It should be an amazing, fantastic hell of an event and in, held in Boston, Massachusetts. So we're going to get into the card very briefly. So let me actually pull up the pre-buy-in, as a matter of fact, because we're going to have a pre-buy-in in the show. And I believe we will be having, let's see, where did I put yes, Right here. We'll be having a pre-buy-in, and that is, of course, uh, Allison K versus Willow Nightingale. So that's going to be an interesting matchup. But I'm going to say right now, right quick, my pick, Nightingale. But I think it'll be a great opening match for the women's. That's for sure. But take it away, Matt Callis. What do you got on that one? You know, I've I've heard a lot of good things about Allison K. I think uh, Willow's definitely put in her time. She was at the last Ring of Honor pay per view. She she's been at a lot of different AEW events. I think she's definitely more than earned, you know, earned earned her place more or less. So I'll, I'll go for Willow as well. All right, all right, and De Niro. Yeah, I think Willow's going to take this because it's clear that she's going to be the one that's going forward with the company. Um, Allison K is more with NWA, but this is pretty cool to see Allison K here because she's been around for a while. She's a veteran and she's always delivered. You know, when she was Sienna and Impact, when she was Allison K before even Impact, she's always been a great wrestler and always delivered. So I think this is going to be a good matchup. Indeed, indeed. And did I know so far that I believe tomorrow, which by the way, tomorrow Rampage, ladies and gentlemen, as well. Yeah. Let me pull up the card for Rampage, as a matter of fact, because pull that up for tomorrow, just very briefly to let you guys know, because I believe Tony Khan will be announcing more matches for the pre-buying for the Zero Hour show. Mm. So, of course, we do have this tomorrow. We're going to have DMD, Jimmy Hayter in action, Butch and the Blade versus Hangman and Silver. Oh, this is the one I'm looking for, a battle rap between Austin Gunn and Max Caster. <laughs> yeah, Moriarty. We need Max to be the, uh, the host. <laughs> yeah. And Jay Lethal versus Christopher Daniels. So which but, is yes, a very Ring of Honor style matchup itself. Indeed. And so I'm looking forward to see how you know Tony Khan will be announcing future matches for the Zero show. Uh which is a pre-buy you can watch on YouTube, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm looking forward to see what uh matches will Tony Khan be announcing. But the one that really caught me off guard was the return of this the righteous. That's right. And the return of Dalton Castle and the boys. I This really surprised me here because we have, of course, the Righteous who are the actual – they left Ring of Honor with the six-man tag team titles, defeating Shane Taylor Promotions. So now I'm intrigued of how this is going to be with the championship. So I'll take it to you, De Niro. What do you got on this one? I think that this is really cool to see the Righteous here because, you know – I was going to say, what are they going to do with the, the six-man tags? Are they just going to vanquish them? Or are they going to just not use them anymore? I'm glad that we're actually going to see the Righteous here, but I'm just scared that the Righteous are going to lose it. Um, we did see Dalton Castle already on AEW television at Battle of the Belts, so it does seem like he may be the guy that they go forward with. I know that um, now 
you got Vincent signed to Impact Wrestling, so I don't see him staying for the long term with Ring of Honor. But, you know, I think it's pretty cool that we see them here, but I think that Dalton Castle and the boys are going to be the six-man tags. Mm-hmm. All right. Matt Callis, what do you got on this one? You know, I love I love the Righteous's gimmick, especially, you know, like, especially, like, the, the whole look and, the, and everything. But uh, Dalton Castle, we definitely need a lot more of them on uh, AEW television. And, you know, now that a lot of the, all the different six-man factions that AEW has, now that they have the three-man teams, trios, titles, whatever, now that we actually have those belts in circulation, it could also mean one of two things, though. Uh, maybe that impact partnership is back on, you know? A little bit around two, they started back up again. You know, this couple's back together. You know, they they kissed and made up, or you know, they're just or they're continuing it. So there there could be a little bit more of that going on. You know, you know, Freebird rules, all all the good stuff with that with the trios titles. Because uh, I mean, I I, I want to see Dalton do more single stuff because I love him on the microphone. I definitely want to get more. I want to get more Dalton Castle promos on Ring of Honor and AEW programming in general. Yeah. You know, I want him in some singles feuds. I mean, this will be a, a great people see more of him, but I, I think I'd rather have more of the dedicated trios to to be getting those belts. And can I just say for you, uh, what's called right now, what you said about them making up with Impact, I think that it's only right that they have Impact involved somehow on these Ring of Honor shows because before Tony Khan bought Ring of Honor, Impact was really holding that Ring of Honor flag down, keeping them alive no during more. the hiatus. Yeah, Honor No More, having Jonathan Gresham uh, defend his title. You you got to really respect that Impact was trying to keep the Ring of Honor name alive. So whether Tony Khan is working with Impact or not, you got to at least like let them represent a little bit here. No, indeed. I agree. And I mean, and that's what we want to see. We want to see more Honor No More in Ring of Honor. I thought it would have been dope if they tried to like invade, you know, the show. Oh man, I, that's I, actually good. This is a great place for it. Yeah, it would. Yeah, definitely it would be. All right, now let's get into the card. I, which you know we're gonna do it on our own, our way. I feel that this is gonna be the opening match. Well, I mean, obviously, I think well, the six match should be the opening match because I, they announced that one is buying, so it's gonna be officially on the pay per view card. So I'm assuming that's gonna be the, the opening match for that uh, paper for the event. And then the second match I feel is going to be this one. Mm. But it's right for the Ring of Honor Pure World Pure Title. We have Wheeler Yuta defending versus Daniel Garcia. So, man, this is going to be a slobber knocker and a very technical, I can tell you that. So, I'll take it to you. Back to you, McAllis. Who do you got on this match? You know, Daniel Garcia has been doing more microphone work than Wheeler Yuta has been. So I think Dan Garcia could probably sell that title and give it more representation because, you know, Wheeler Yuta, he's, he hasn't been on the mic at all. You know, his promos still need work. You know, I love, at, at this point, I, I think at, at this point in time, I like Wheeler Yuta's theme song almost more than him. I mean, the theme song and the logo and everything, the faction, you know, he's almost like the stalwart enforcer, you know, kind of like the, the, the six-pac, X-pac kind of role in the faction. Daniel Garcia, I think he, he could really 
Yeah, I've said it again, and I'll say it before. It's not so much the it's not the title itself. It's those that will challenge for it and the feuds you can build around it. And I think you'll get a little bit more of that from Daniel Garcia. So I want Daniel Garcia to win, and I kind of hope he does. So we could get a little bit more, you know, you, if he's on the microphone, you know, selling that belt on the microphone, looking like a champion, talking like a champion, you know, having challengers come in from everywhere, you know, and we get to see, you know, a pure rules match in both the Dynamite Rampage and Ring of Honor. That would be great. Even Impact, you know, everywhere. You know, I like that belt. And Wheeler's had that title a while, but he hasn't really made it like a title like that people want. You know, you're not, uh, you're not, you're, he's not selling that title. He's not the uh, uh, champion who talks sells that title like it's QV on QVC on the Home Shopping Network. Like you want this title because you because you can't beat me. You know that whole thing. Just pay- I love it. Just pay shipping and handling, right? <laughs> <laughs> You want fries with that? <laughs> oh man, Jesus! Home shopping network, food. Oh, I love it, man. Oh, she's all that. Yes, <laughs> movie reference all day today. <laughs> Ray Prince Jr. Who knows? He could defend it there. We might work for him. You never know. Yeah, that's right. Ready? That's right. You watching? Call us. That's right. Right from Scooby Doo. <laughs> 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 This matchup is going to be really good. I, I'm really looking forward to this matchup, and it has the potential of being one of the matches of the night. And it's a sleeper match because both of these guys are so technical. And for technical wrestlers, this is the title that you want because this is like the technical wrestlers' battleground. You know what I mean? The pure title, the pure rules. It's so unique. You know, three rope breaks, and then you have no rope breaks. I love the rules with it. It's awesome. I think that Willie Yuta needs to win this, though. As much as I like Daniel Garcia, Dar- ah, Daniel Garcia, it's getting late over here, right? He- he's a great wrestler, and he's, you know, definitely going up in the ranks. But I don't think that Willie Yuta really got a chance to really showcase that title yet because there has been no Ring of Honor show. So right. I think that you got to, you know, wait and see what's going to happen with the Ring of Honor show and then see how he could be a star on that show before you just take the title off of him. Um, Daniel Garcia could be the next champion. I just don't think it's going to be from this matchup. Man, this is a tough one, to be honest, because I, I love both of these athletes. And seeing Garcia, what he's done, and, right, and mind you, he is the PWG world champion right now, Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he says, showcase by, by far of what I've read and from, you know, SoCal and Censor, that he has done fantastic matches. Technic- this, we know Garcia's technicality at his best, but also Wheeler as well, him especially competing in the – you know, BOS, in the BOSJ up in Japan, and it was just amazing. Uh, this is going to be really – I hope that this match maybe could be the one that steals the show. And I hope it does. And, oh, man. I, I think I'm going to have to go with Yuta. And this time I think, I think Yuta has to deliver. And I think this match will put them both over. Win or lose. It should be a banger. Yeah. It should be a banger. So I'm really looking forward to it, especially with the pure title rules. I mean, you only, you only get three rope breaks. So, I mean, that's all you have. So this is going to be interesting to see. I'm very, very, very intrigued. All right. The next matchup, which I feel this is going to be the third match of the card, and that's going to be the Ring of Honor 
World Tag Team Titles. Best out of three falls because his, at first it was regular, but then with that interview that they had, that little fallout, oh, you, well, what do Best out of three falls. And, and there we have it. So we're going to have FTR versus the Briscoes for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Titles. So back to you, De Niro. Who do you got in now? This matchup has the potential of being an amazing, amazing matchup, and it has a potential of topping the Supercard of Honor matchup, which, in my opinion, still is match of the year so far. That matchup was absolutely perfect, but this matchup could top it. Um, I think that it, it's going to be interesting. Right now, FTR as the Ring of Honor champions and every other fucking company's champions, it seems like right now, it seems like you know they're the pick to win, but... FTR is going to have quite the schedule on them if they continue to hold all these titles. Working Ring of Honor, working New Japan, working AAA, and then working AEW on top of all that. So I think that there's a big possibility that the Briscoes, now that they're exclusively signed to Ring of Honor, wins the Ring of Honor titles back. And that would make it, what, I believe, like, you know, number 13 or 14. But yeah, yep. this is going to be the first time in this regime. And I think that it also alleviates some of the, I guess stress that's going to be on FTR in the coming months because you're going to see FTR in World Tag League. You're going to see more of them on New Japan Strong, in AAA, in AEW. I don't think that they necessarily need to hold the Ring of Honor tag titles. So I think that the Briscoes may get their win back. And then I'm just going to predict this. We may see the rubber match maybe at Final Battle this year. So, oh. Ladder War. <laughs> oh. Tony Khan. Such good shit. It's good shit. Tony Khan, come on, TK. Let's fucking go. That's right. We'll go. That's right. <laughs> Macalis, what do you got in this one? I think Briscoe's definitely got to get their, those titles back. This seems like the right place for it, you know. I, I think they definitely FTR excels in two out of three falls. We saw what they did with DIY in mm -hmm. NXT. That that's I think we might even see some callbacks to that match, some of the same spots. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe um, may, maybe uh, ah no no no. I don't know. He's not he's not available yet. I was uh, if he what, was. What were you thinking? Roderick Strong would like if he could. No, he's not out, available. Yeah, he ain't available he's yet. He just got showcased again after all these months on NXT. Yeah, so he's about to be back up in that mix. But I, I think after this, I think one of the, the best possible, like I think you you mentioned ladders, the best possible tables, ladders, and chairs match, FTR, Briscoes, Young Bucks, Motor City Machine Guns. Pull the trigger now before it's over. Take my money. Pull the trigger <laughs> now before it's too late. Before the, somebody retires, gets injured, gets too old. Do it now, right away, all out. And I know FTR really does want a match with Motor City Machine Guns. They've been asking for that for a while. So that would be amazing. They've already, they've already started to tease it recently. Mm -hmm. So they, they got to pull the trigger on it right away. And, and if one of those groups is – and you know what? Get Gorillas of Destiny in on it too if, you, if, if one of those can't be number four. You know, I think the most you could do is four different tag teams for Tables, Liars, and Chairs. So because yeah, if you have like 10 men in there, that'd be a little wild. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot. <laughs> Unless you do like two rings or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. And you need more refs. <laughs> yeah. This is gonna this is gonna be tough, man. Ah, oh, Jesus. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, I love FTR, but I think it might have to go down to yeah, how you guys valid points. They just you know sign exclusive deals now, so maybe this is the opportunity for FTR to drop those belts, focus more on the New Japan with the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Titles, and as well as with the uh, you know the AAA titles, but. You know, you know, one thing I did forget about to mention on Dynamite too, which I forgot to mention because I, you know, we didn't talk about the segments. Can we just say that kudos to Ring of Honor because they're the ones that did the package for Claudio? I don't know if you saw that they did it for Claudio and yeah. Gresham. So I, I was like, really? I love seeing a lot of that old Claudio uh, footage in the classic ROH. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I did it too. I, I really enjoyed it. That was really interesting. And then seeing Ian Riccoboni, uh, you know, it was it was fantastic. I enjoyed it. Um, so it looks like Matt Callis is telling me he's trying to get it back up. His PC mm. just died. But yes, he'll be out of nowhere, blade. just like the hidden out of blade. nowhere, just like the hidden blade. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna have to go with the Briscoes on this. I think the Briscoes. I think they'll be the winner. But I think this this is gonna be a best out of best out of three falls. That's what I'm looking forward to, and mm-hmm. I think this is going to steal the show, man. I think that's another one that could be, you know, but that could steal the show. 100%. Right. Yeah. And then we move on to the next match in the card, the Ring of Honor TV World Television Championship, Samoa Joe versus Jay Lethal. So this is going to be very Intriguing. We haven't seen Samoa Joe as of late because obviously he's filming. Uh, I think he's filming or he's doing uh, twi- uh, some Twisted, right? Or Twister, no, Twisted. Uh, Twisted Metal. Yeah. Twisted Metal, there you go. Yeah, so the old doing... video game with the clown car and shit. Yes. Yeah. So he's doing that. So we haven't heard from Joe as of late. So I'm looking forward to see how this is going to be, uh, you know, the match. How it's going to be intrigued. So I'll take it to you, De Niro. Who do you got on this match? This matchup is going to be amazing. They really booked this matchup like it was wait did my microphone die can you hear me yeah i can hear you oh i don't know what happened my microphone just like muted so i'm gonna just take this off they've really been booking this matchup like it was you know the main event of the show even though we have a ring of our own title matchup on the show this matchup is being booked like it is the top matchup on the show and i love to see that because i love to see the tv title get that type of shine it's a title that's been around since 2011 and it's a title that really deserves that type of shine um, there's a lot of history here. There's a lot of history. And I'm glad that they talked about it. If you saw that video package with uh, Samoa Joe and Jay Lethal, it was about six minutes on the Ring of Honor page. And basically the way it worked was you had Jay Lethal come into the company in 2002. He was a part of a group called Special K, who was just a bunch of like, you know, teenage. They were kind of like druggies who just was there to like have fun and do flips and all that. But Samoa Joe saw something in Jay Lethal and made him his protege. So when you had Samoa Joe in the early days as the longest reigning Ring of Honor champion, Jay Lethal was his running buddy. He was his young boy. Now you got the student and teacher. Just like we talked about on Tuesday with Kenta versus Zack Sabre Jr., I see very similarities to this matchup because it is student versus teacher, and it's going to be very interesting to see which way this one goes. I honestly... This is going to be very interesting. I think that Samoa Joe is going to retain the title, but this matchup has the makings of being a real emotional storytelling matchup. 
Agreed. It could be just so much Ruthless of aggression. It could be a lot of those Bruce's aggression for sure, but yeah, man, valid points. But like I said, look, Tony Khan, can you learn from the production guys from Ring of Honor how to make a fucking package? Because they do they great. Just, they do great packages, and that's what we asked from you to do for AEW to introduce stars, like how they were explaining about Claudio's past and Ring of Honor. Even you know, in, in Gresham's, what we get to, but shit like that, TK. It, it, it is clear that Ring of Honor is the company that's been around for 20 years, and AEW is the company that's still fresh and new because Ring of Honor they got that shit down packed. Their production, their packages, everything is on point. It's been that way for many years to this day. To this day, that's right. Mm-hmm. Until this day, I thought some oh. Yeah, we, we said that I couldn't early. be more happier. We're all happy, man. You, you don't have Ring of Honor unless you have the Briscoe Brothers. If this this didn't include the Briscoe Brothers, this is AEW Jr. But you have the Briscoe Brothers, this is Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Indeed. All right, the next match in the card right here. But, oh, I forgot to pick my pick. I, well, it's a tough one. I love Joe. I love Gresham. Ah. Uh, I think this is going to be a long story turn storyline. The fact that Joe was out and wasn't really around. I know he sold the arm. I think Lito might get this win. Mm. He's going to cheat somehow and and gain that title. And I think it's going to be a long story, long story booking between him and Joe uh, for that belt for the next couple of weeks. I, I see it in rivalry. I, I think. Lethal will come out out of nowhere and actually win it. So I think, yeah, I think Lethal will win it out of nowhere. That's as much as I would like to have Joe retain it, but something tells me that Lethal might upset and shock the world. And then we're going to see, of course, you know, the rematch between these two because I wouldn't be mad at it. Not me neither because like, Joe right now is out doing, you know, Twisted Metal. So they didn't give yeah. him much opportunity for him to build the storyline, you know, heading towards this Saturday's event. So it wasn't really much. It was just more chasing around and just be, you know, brawls in the backstage. It wasn't really much of a story. I think once, you know, I like Joe loses, then we're going to see the buildup. I yeah. think we're going to see it for sure. And something that has not been mentioned on this was the two main singles titles in Ring of Honor has been the TV title and the world title. And that's the way it's been for years. And the longest reigning TV champion of all time is Jay Lethal. The longest reigning world champion of all time is Samoa Joe. So now they're going to clash. And I think that that's just amazing. I think that they definitely should have mentioned that because I think that only adds to the matchup. Oh, yes, absolutely. Agreed with that. I hope they did. I mean, I wish they did, but they didn't. But all right. right, Then we have the Ring of Honor Women's Championship. And, of course, we're going to have the RH Women's Champion, Mercedes Martinez, defending against Serena Deeb. I have a feeling this match is gonna be great. I'm, I, Serena never disappoints me. Mm-hmm. She always delivers. And as much as I would love for her to win, I think she's gonna put over Mercedes. And and I think it's about time Mercedes gets her moment of shine. I she hasn't really gotten much time. Never had the opportunity much at NXT, and just her winning it here, defeating Diana Perazzo on national television. Now she needs to prove that she why she needs to be the Ring of Honor Women's Champion. Serena is going to put it over, and it, she's going to sell it to her very, very 
fantastic. I, I let's see. So there's seven matches right after the card three the title match was announced. Yes, we announced them all, Mi hermano Dan. Oh, yes, we did. Yes, we did. And of course, I could I'm gonna choose Mercedes to retain. And I think it's I I'm hoping it's gonna deliver. I think it's a I feel it'll be like a sneaker, you know, so like a sneak up, you know, matchup. So I Bob, yes, we love it too, man. This is a stacked card, it's an amazing card. There's not a bad match on this card. No, there isn't. So I mean, I choose Mercedes. I think this is gonna be a another great one that will be back and forth. And but I think Serena's gonna put her put Mercedes over. So yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree more. I think that um, I want to see a lengthy title ring for Mercedes Martinez because yeah, I I think that every time we see like she's about to get that next level. Like something happens and it's not her fault, like an injury or something, or she just is not like showcased enough on TV. But right now she's having the run of her life. She uh, won the title at Supercard of Honor. She beat Deanna Perazu in an amazing match on television in the main event of Dynamite, which was great. And now going against Serena Deeb, the professor, is going to be really, really good. Serena Deeb is going to make Mercedes Martinez look like a million bucks. And I think that this matchup is going to be a very good matchup. So... You got you got Mercedes retaining. I got Mercedes. Yep. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Now the main event of this event is, of course, the Ring of Honor World Championship. Jonathan Gresham defending the ROH World Championship versus Claudio Castagnoli. And wow, a lot of people have been really, really shitting this event. Uh, this main event, 50-50. The fact because they're bringing in Claudio and already having him going for the world title. And everybody's speculating that he might win because he's never won a world title. Mm -hmm. uh, not an NXT uh, or WWE, but meaning the main championship, not meaning like a, a regular title. But he's never won actual main event championship. Now, but then again, you have Jonathan, who has been the staple of Ring of Honor, has been doing a fantastic job even before Tony Khan even bought Ring of Honor. Representing that company everywhere. Everywhere. Him and Lethal were the top tier. And the Briscoes, of course. And Dalton Calcio, and I could name them all. They represented, they bled and sweat and tears for Ring of Honor. Yep. Ah, uh, this is a tough one for me. I love Cardi, of course. But I, I can't see Cardi winning. I just can't. I can't see Claudio. I, I I just can't really see him win. As much as I would love to, but I feel like it will be too soon. Because not only that, we just had Gresham turning heel. He just joined Tony Butcher Enterprises. And you're going to kill his momentum that quick? Mm -hmm. uh, it's too soon for him to lose the belt. I feel that the match will deliver. That's for sure. Because you're going to have a technician. You're going to have... Uh, you know, overall, everywhere in the ring of Claudio, because he could go, he could be a technician, he could be a high flyer, he could be anything all over, all around the ring. That's a fact. But I do not see Claudio winning. I have to go to Gresham. I have, I think, I think that uh, Tony Blackshirt and Prices are going to interfere, and they're going to cost him the match. I feel that's what's going to happen, and I think. Then you can have your long story, you know, booking with Claudio going for after the Ring of Honor World title, beating obviously the members of TBE like Brian Cage, like Tio Leona and Khan, and then get to 
Gresham again, and then this time be, you know. Oh, my God. Brian, Brian Cage versus Claudio? <laughs> that would be a really good Shit. one. Over and under on the Claudio spins. <laughs> With little, uh, little Jonathan Gresham, I, I could at least 70. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. I, I say I say under, man. I say, no, I, I, get, I, say, I say 20. I say 20 spins. Say a I say twenty. He <laughs> <laughs> said a thousand. <laughs> They're not if, if he's not too dizzy, but um, I know I know what was the name of Jonathan Gresham's promotion? He had a try terminus. terminus, terminus, terminus. So he's got that going on, but I think he could still hold on to that Ring of Honor title while he's running that at the same time. And he signed but, right. He signed to AEW and Ring of Honor, right? He's mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. So I, I definitely want him holding on to that title. He deserves it just to have, like, Claudio just snatch it up. I want him to have a little bit of a reign and, and have him be a really credible champion before he lets go to another challenger. You yeah, know? He, he hasn't really had a reign in Ring of Honor. He defended the title everywhere else, but not on, like, Ring of Honor's soil. So I feel like this is, you know, it's only right for him to hold on to that. Yeah. That's He's like champ- It's like a champion in exile. Yeah, I mean, that, so I guess we all agree that, that Gresham retains. But. Yeah, I, I agree, but I just want to say that for Claudio, as somebody who's been, you know, a fan of Ring of Honor since day one, I legit been watching the show since 2002. Like, when I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, I was big on ECW, so when ECW went out, I was trying to find anything that resembled ECW. So Ring of Honor was one of those first promotions that I would watch and I've been watching for a long time. And one of those guys who's been around for a long time in Ring of Honor was Claudio Castagnoli. I remember his world title match against Takashi Morishima. I remember his <laughs> world title match against Nigel McGuinness. I remember the, what's called the Kings of Wrestling, like reigning supreme and holding the tag titles for over a year. Like, this is amazing to see Claudio Castagnoli back in Ring of Honor. I, I saw his last matchup live in Ring of Honor, and I thought that he was going to go on to WWE and be the biggest star, make a million dollars and be the champion. So to see him back, it's great, but it's also bittersweet because I knew like he could have been so much bigger. But definitely it's great to see him back. What I would do for this matchup is I would have Jonathan Gresham win with the interference of Tully Blanchard Enterprises. And then if possible, if he's around and if he's willing to do it, I would have Chris Hero make the save. But that's because I'm a Ring of Honor Ooh. mark. But yes. that, that's all I'm going to say. And Chris Chris wrestling. King's reign, King's reign supreme. Yeah. King. Chris Hero, Chris oh, Hero could show up any moment. He's he's definitely available. <laughs> Ring of Honor's final show before hiatus. It was the final battle 2021. And after the show, they had a picture with all the roster and the staff. And many people don't mention this, but Chris Hero was front and center. He was there and he was working backstage in Ring of Honor. So I would hope that he's still associated with Ring of Honor in some way. Ah, uh, uh, he's he's who CM Punk wanted originally instead of Roman Reigns in the Shield. CM Punk and Chris Hero in IWA had a fucking ninety-minute two out of three falls match. Mm-hmm. Ninety. And they could minutes. run it back. They could run run it that back. shit back. Oh man, great memories. Hammerstein Ballroom then versus uh. 
the Briscoes, Kings of Wrestling versus Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team. Man, that team ran wild. And uh, I, I missed the whole package of it, though. I miss uh, Shane Hagedorn and Sarah Del Rey with them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that whole package of Kings, uh, Kings of Wrestling. That was a great, great tag team. So there you have So, all right. Macallus, you missed what you missed. Uh, did you miss you missed the Samoa Joe and Jelly's the right your picks? And also Serena Deeb and Mercedes. So it's pretty ahead. obvious. I, I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna go for Samoa Joe. I'm definitely because I'm such a big fan of his. I guess he he's he he didn't have a long enough NXT championship. It his because the fact that he beat some Minoru Suzuki for that title. It's like they're turning the Ring of Honor television title into the never open weight title in in uh, in New Japan. It's like that level. The fact that a former champion, a top guy, is holding that championship, an ass kicker, it's gonna turn into the ass kicker's belt. You know, I like that. Just like the never open weight titles, uh, maybe Hiroki Goto might come over and challenge for it. Maybe Kenta. Maybe Hiroki Goto and Kenta had classics in Ring of Honor too. Yes, they did. So. Mm -hmm. So they could they could come on over, and come over Rover, you know, and and the the match the match I most want in the the close future, you know, Naito could get back his his win from Moxley, and then I could get my other dream match, Tetsuya Naito versus Samoa Joe. Sooner, sooner than later. Let's let's get it sooner than later before. Before somebody gets injured, pull the trigger. I'll tell you off. what, my dream match, I just need to see Jeff Cobb versus Samoa Joe before one of them retires. Oh, yeah. Jeff Cobb's that there. Be... He's got the time. He's got mm -hmm. the time. After G1, just get that plane ticket. He'll be there in a, in a second, in a heart. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll reach out through a Filipino American organization just to let Mike Ababaya know that he's got to come over. You know? <laughs> <laughs> my my in from Guam, you know. I don't know, Matt. I gotta find out. I gotta see if me and Cobb are cousins. <laughs> I definitely don't have the big gene. I'm like medium sized. <laughs> and what about your women's pick for the ROH women's title? Mercedes you Martinez know, and Serena D. Mercedes, yeah, she deserves a longer reign. I mean, but then again, Serena hasn't held a title yet with all of her heel microphone. With all of her microphone stuff, you know, and Mercedes, she was a she was a great heel on NXT. So, but I think with everything Serena is doing, maybe I'm about I'm gonna break it down to percentages again. I'm here I go again. I'm sixty percent for Serena, and maybe like forty nine point eight percent for <laughs> for Mercedes. It doesn't even so, equal a hundred. <laughs> yeah, I know. That, I'm giving some more percentages out just because you know I got love for what they do. So, <laughs> got a 33 and a third chance of winning, but I, I got a 66 and two third chance of winning. Yeah, I gotta break it down. I gotta break it down by by fractions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh man! You know what I would love to see for this show? I, I always loved back in the day when Ring of Honor had that unique looking ring with the Ring of Honor logo with the red and black mat. I would love to see them bring something like that back instead of just having like the typical regular ring. Especially now that they brought back like the red logo, I always felt like Ring of Honor's color was red and black, right? And then That'd when they sick. changed it to the white and black, it was like, uh. even Samoa Joe's last appearance in the original Ring of Honor, he said he's always going to bleed red and black. So he even acknowledged that the Ring of Honor colors is red and black. So if they could bring back like that original style ring with the red and black mat, I think that'd be awesome. Do you think the rope should be red and black or just all red or something like that? 
I, I go sick. I go black ropes, red mat. That'd be sick. That'd be sick. Yeah, word. Yeah, I think, man. Oh yeah, hell yeah. That would be sick. Ooh. Ooh. I hope they do, man. I, bring I that classic they, flavor back. They need to bring that classic. Wow. Oh my god. Now that he owns everything, Tony Khan. I mean, everybody's expecting. I know everybody's asking, and but we have I know. We're trying to be patient to see where is he going to go with this? Where how is he going to take? How where is he going to take this Ring of Honor platform? How is he going to make it deliver? He said it's a whole new era, which I believe it. We've seen it. I just hope that we don't see a lot of those AEW stars. There, there's no need. You have you got your elevation, you got your dark, you got your rampage, you got your dynamite. But there's ones that fit. Like, I like the ones that fit. Like, Daniel Garcia and Wheeler Yuta fit perfectly for that division. Like, Mercedes Martinez is amazing. I love that she's getting this run here. So, like, having guys like Samoa Joe and all that with the classic lineage of Ring of Honor, like, they fit. I just don't want it to be, like, whoever AEW doesn't give time to, they'll throw in Ring of Honor. Because it shouldn't be that way. Yeah. Agreed. It should not be that way. And I'm hoping it doesn't head that direction. So, let's hope it doesn't. But yes, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Great, almost two hours of fantastic here of episode 11. And we appreciate you all for watching and tuning in here. One, one, one. Uno, uno, uno. Dow, one, one, one. And hablamos we, español. We number one. <laughs> number one, number one. We're number one. Stutter, mm-hmm. what, what, what? Ichi, ichi, ichi. Oh, yeah, bring it back. Oh yeah, what a throwback! This is throwback Thursday today, huh? Yeah, man. <laughs> they got the they got the, the Lamborghini with the wet with the doors going up, doing donuts in the lot. Number one stunners. What 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 what? what, what? what? I love <laughs> that video. Or dial one for the party line, eh, Simon? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You can have that too. There you go. The old school party line. This is throwback mm-hmm. Thursday, ladies and gentlemen. The one one oh, yeah. one. That is absolutely right. But yes, don't forget to subscribe, of course, to the rest of the Gloria podcast and Circle Debate. Uh, pretty soon, well, you'll get an announcement. It might will happen soon, but you'll just have to tune in every single time to both of our channels, the audio platform and the YouTube channel as well. As so, to be, you know, tune in, make sure. And also, wanted to go ahead and thank everyone uh, that are listening out there around the world. So, it's all español. Habla Latinoamérica, muchas gracias por escuchar. Y aquí viéndolos en el canal de Circo Debate, muchas gracias por todo el apoyo, el corazón que ustedes han dado a nosotros. Saludos a todos mis amigos allá y familia de Latinoamérica. Saludos a Brasil, saludos a Colombia, saludos a Ecuador, saludos a Nicaragua, Honduras, El Salvador, México, Panamá. Muchas gracias por escucharnos aquí en Cierto Debate. No se olvide que suscribe en nuestro canal de YouTube o en la área de plataformas. Y gracias por todo el amor y soporte que han dado y siguiendo soportándonos aquí en Cierto Debate. And of course, all to my European listeners, well up in Germany, Switzerland, Czech Republic, Sweden. That's good. That's, That's good. good. Yeah. yeah. Guten Tag. Yes. Belgium as well. Thank you so much for listening as well. And Estonia. We are like right in the, you know, Estonia right there in between. Uh, thank you for also as well to listening to us. I uh, did see that, you know, coming up. So we'll appreciate you. Uh, let's say, Guten Tag. Tschüss. 
to all the European listeners. And Macalis, let the Philippines know what's you know. We thank all our Filipino and listeners up in the Philippines for listening and watching Circle Debate. Let them know. Yeah, mabuhay, maraming salamat po. Like to all y'all, kumusta? All that, all kumusta kayo? Like all that good stuff, you guys. You know, your Jeff Cobbs, your TJPs, your Kid Bandits, your your um, your your uh, Shotzi Blackhearts, all of our all of our Filipino American wrestlers and extended family out there, and and so on and so forth. And of course, your your MGC Macalis as well, Mr. <laughs> and yeah, Bicoil been listening to us and. Kala Brason been listening to us. Shout out to them. Uh, also, shout out, of course, uh, to India as well. Thank you so much for listening to us as well. And Romania and Kalashka and Fiji, we appreciate you all. Mm. Fiji, you're so beautiful. I'll visit you soon. Very, 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 very soon. And let them know, De Niro, in America, and let them know to all of our audio platform listeners. Word. Everybody in America, everybody all around the world, thank you so much for always riding with Circle of Debate. Thank you so much for always riding with the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. You guys are the reason why we do this. You know, we, we love you guys. We appreciate all the support. It's very humbling. And, you know, everybody who tunes in, leaves their comments, subscribes, follows the show, follows on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. We appreciate you guys. You know, this is why we do this. And we love you guys. Oh, man. And don't forget to subscribe to Clark Street Wrestling Word. Podcast as well. Thanks Bro, a lot, yes. man. We have- Appreciate you, Devin. We appreciate you very much. But yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time. Come on, Optimus. Let the world know. Autobots, transform and roll out. Yes. <laughs> We're rolling out. Uh, before we do, I forgot, I forgot to mention, happy belated birthday to Killer Cross. Mm-hmm. You know, thank, him, thank you so much. for. If you haven't watched it, go back on our YouTube channel, watch it, or on the audio platforms, listen to the exclusive that Matt Callis had an interview with. Great Taylor interview. Cross. And yeah, I, I couldn't fantastic. be more happy to, to discover that uh, Killer Cross is also a follower of Abraham Hicks. Law of Attraction. We're in the vortex. We think positively. When you think positively, positive thing ha- things happen to you. I firmly believe that, yeah. Yeah, and, and the results are there, you know. He, di- he didn't win that NXT championship out of nothing. You know, that's that's you know, that's the power of thought. Begins you know? here. Yeah, it all it all starts here. So I'm I'm happy that he's part of that. He's also an Abe follower like myself. So happy very happy birthday to you. And I hope you guys are having a great time where you guys are at for your birthday celebration. Word. Happy birthday, Cross. I'm gonna see you in New York, House of Glory. I'm excited, man. Been a big fan for a long time and can't wait to see you live. Happy birthday. That is right. Happy birthday, Mr. Cross. Enjoy your birthday your birthday weekend. Hi, birthday weekend. Enjoy. <laughs> hey. All right. Hi, hi. <laughs> oh, yeah. You'll be enjoying all right. I, I can tell you that. Yes. It, ain't that right, bro? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he will be enjoying. But, yes, once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is the host, Stevie's one I've seen. Here with my other host, of course, with Mr. De Niro, not Robert De Niro. Maybe he's related to De Niro. I don't know, but he's all about De Niro, not De Niro. All about De Niro, baby. (laughs) That is right. Mike Niro. And, of course, Mr. MGC, Mr. 69 himself. Onk, 
or on K. I, I don't know. Ongaku no Kami. Ongaku no Kami. Iceman. Master Unk. But yes. But we're here in the Circle of Debate, the Rest of the Delorean Podcast, the League of Extraordinary Podcast. We don't just podcast. What do we do, Matt? We don't just make podcasts. We make the history. Professional wrestling, bigger than Hackenschmidt, bigger than Gotch, bigger than Fez, bigger than over. Will over and over. Make over and over. History over and over and over.